Love Goddess podcast. Here we help regular women like you embrace their sexual confidence, step into their power, take charge of their own life, and become the most beautiful and sexiest versions of themselves. Love Goddess is a woman who unapologetically accepts herself without second-guessing. She breaks people-pleasing patterns and reclaims her independent power to become the most authentic and confident version of herself. Stepping into your power starts now. Thank you so much for uh, joining in this conversation about... um, different style of sexuality and different uh, version of sexuality that um, is not mainstream. And um, I, um, I realized, if nothing else, a takeaway that I did from the past week of me attending uh, Dominatrix Convention in Los Angeles, California, um, was that the culture itself is completely misunderstood. And if you have heard certain things, their perception and judgments and um, and um, things that we tend to see and judge these people uh, who are participating, who are part of the kinky community, um, they are completely misunderstood and we tend to um, look at that and say oh my god they're weirdos right like why would they be interested in certain things Um, but in reality there is so much going on behind the scenes that uh, um, not everyone uh, will truly understand and um, will be able to um, share the same uh, version or the same idea about um, the uh, king community or uh, Uh, you know, certain levels of BDSM, right? And so uh, let me share with you what I thought (laughs) I was getting myself into. Uh, Well, first of all, I've started embracing this dominant side to me um, rather recently. And I would say uh, probably within the past year, I have realized that there is a dominant side to me that um, I, um, you know, before that, um, I was very much, um, you know, into being the, I would say submissive because there was not even the dynamic happening like that at all Uh, but more of um um kind of sweet you know they call it vanilla right and I was perfectly fine with that right but until recently um and especially when I started embracing the other side of myself the darker side right um I have realized that um there's more to my own sexuality and there's so many different levels to my own sexualities that I wanted to explore and I started reading books on um being dominant being in really attracted me for the reason of um, being in control of the male, right? Um, Being in control, period. The the power dynamic is what really, really um, enticed me to look into this subject more. So I started reading books on this. There is a really cool book. Oh my God, what is it called? I'll have to share that um, with you later on. I can't remember, um, but there's this one book that I, and I do my books through audio, um, that I have absolutely loved listening to. 
And that is where the author mentioned dominatrix convention in Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, let me look into that. And that was like back in April, right? <laughs> that was like long time ago. Um, I've learned that there is one truly happening in Los Angeles. And that is when I did like a call out um, in a group. Um, if anyone was interested to attend this convention with me. And there are a couple of girls, uh, some, some part of my team, some past clients and some, uh, you know, friends of friends. Um, we've collected a group of girls and um, we were all going together uh, so that was fun just preparing for it thinking what outfits we gonna get and you know putting the looks together so that was so much fun just um, to begin with thinking that like the we can't embody this image in a real life but we can I embrace that particular clothing style or uh, you know anything pertaining like we could wear something um, a little more out there at the convention because it is acceptable and it is part of the um, style anyway, right? And so the preparation, kind of like leading up to the event was really fun, right? Uh, what I expected from it, uh, I don't think I had a certain perception of what it's going to be. I, I knew that I'm going to get dressed up. I knew we're going to have some classes. I knew we're going to have some play parties and fetish ball and things like that. But I really had no idea um, what it would look like. I've never attended an event like that. So I had no clue. And, and that was part of the excitement because like, oh my God, like what is it that we're going to do at the fetish ball, right? Or what is it that we're going to do at like red carpet event? So things like that like the, the the anticipation itself was through the, through the roof and um you know not knowing uh what's going to happen at the event was really adding to the thrill uh now <laughs> about 2 weeks before the convention they sent out emails to everyone that LA county uh mandated vaccine requirements so everyone had to uh have a proof of vaccines and what i learned to um, later on um, that that state of California and San Francisco itself, we even went to the spa and they required for you to show the proof of vaccines. Um, I'm not going to share my opinion and all of that. That's completely um, another question. I thought, you know, they wouldn't enforce that, but they were pretty strict about it. So if this uh, continues and if you want to continue, to, if you want to attend this kind of event, um, just know that they're pretty particular about this. So um, if you really, really want to attend and you get you need to get your record straight on that right and there is one that will be happening in new orleans over the halloween so if you want to attend domcon new orleans you have this opportunity to do so um it's going to be over halloween it's going to be a lot of fun um i would love to attend uh, certain logical like logistical things are not working out for me but yeah um anyway on to, uh, you know, on to what happened at the event itself, right? Um, on the first day, by the way, I switched to being from being an attendee to being a vendor. Um, and I had like my banners as a boudoir photography studio. So um, I switched my ticket on uh, to being a vendor at the convention. But the convention itself... Um, 
consisted of uh, lots of, um, you know, hand, um, different people and craftsmen doing their own different restraints that are that were beautifully made. I actually got some for myself and they're expensive, but they're so beautiful and, and very, very uh, good quality materials um, that are being used um, for those things. It's not something that you would buy on Amazon. It's not something you would buy on eBay that I used to. I thought that was the shit, but, <laughs> but not at all. So um, now I know the difference now I know the difference in quality of materials that um, the true professional not I would I wouldn't say professional though it is meant to be an event for professionals who are within the industry and it is uh, falling under the sex industry although um, and and in some states it's a little bit more they're a little bit easier on that and like uh california or la they you know they have public dungeons they paying their taxes nothing like they nobody's really having anything against that if we go to for example our state right or virginia norfolk i've i was speaking to um a lifestyle dominatrix she's not a professional that is out of suffolk and she runs a club for other lifestyle dominatrixes um she said that there's a lot of hoops to jump through in order to organize something like that so some states are a little bit more relaxed about that like california and some states like uh, Virginia, they're not having it at all. There's a lot of things that you would have to go through in order to um, open up a, a, a dungeon or something like that, right? Um, or just like use this, um, you know, indulge, indulge in the profession or in the professional manner, right? Should I say that? Um, anyway, and... Um, yeah, so uh, when we went to the convention, there's people who are doing latex skirts and dresses and different restraints and different jewelry and collars, chains. And it was just really so much fun to walk around the convention. And so I walked around the convention itself and then I see this picture. Uh, there are these women who are dominatrixes <laughs> leading their pets on a leash <laughs> they're all dressed up in leather both girls and pets with masks they're leading them on the leash and i'm like i really want to have a slave that's uh, there's something about it that i really like i want to have a slave right by the way girls if you if you're watching i see heather is joining me heather has something to say about this whole thing shebang right uh so and i see these girls le uh care um walking around with their slaves and i was like i really want to have one like how do i get a slave right and so before that we uh got friendly with uh one um russian which <laughs> good for me right i speak russian uh domina and she said that um she could find me a slave i was like yes let's do it so that was uh you know at we we didn't know where this was going to come from but it's it was kind of like hey you know i want to do it whether it happens or not doesn't matter but like we're here let's do let's have some fun and like let's do things things the right way right and so um another big thing that has 
really, um, my first impression about this whole thing, what started with me watching, um, how would you say that? Um, demonstration of the technique with the whip, right? There is a technique. I had no idea that there is actually technique to that. And the more I observed how it's done, the more I realized there is actually the technique to the whole process. You don't just whip, you whip it at a rhythm, right? That's one thing I had no idea that, uh, you know, this was part of the thing, right? I thought, oh, you just have a whip and you whip uh, your submissive um, at whatever rate, however you want, which you can still do if you play, right? But the proper way or the way it's done, the person is standing and being hit with the whip at a rhythm, right? And um, another thing I've discovered, you don't have to experience pain or you don't have to, you can set your own limits of how hard and where you are allowing, um, if you are on a submissive side, um, you can set your own boundaries on how hard um, the other person, the dominant person is allowed to really use the whip on you, right? Um, also, you can set your own boundaries on to, uh, you know, what parts of your body you they're not allowed to touch. So there is so much consent that goes into this process that um, really, if you start playing, especially if you're playing with a new person who um, you're just learning to play with, there is always a conversation about why you're doing this, what it is that you want to get out of this, what is completely out of your range, like what is your, uh, what, what, what are we not allowed to do? Um, and the signals, signals as well, because if, uh, if you reach a level where you can't take it anymore as a submissive, right? Um, you, you, you and we all know this, right? You can use um, yellow or red as a symbol. But what what um, what happens if your mouth is completely covered? You can't talk, right? So there are other additional um, ways you signal to the other person to stop the game. You can pinch the other person to stop the game. Or... Um, it's good practice to give them something heavy and to hold in their hands, keys, for example, that they can drop. If they're fully tied up and they can't move, they can have something in their hands that they can drop, uh, signaling if you are in the dominant position um, to the dominant person that this is red, you're not allowed to continue, it's done, right? So um, there's so much detail um goes into discussing the terms of the game that I had no idea um, how how the whole process really works. So that is what I've learned. There is always a discussion before the playtime, what is allowed, what is not allowed, what are the signals um, that will signal the other person to stop 
the game, right? Um, also, during the process, um, sometimes there is what is called um, submissive ego when a submissive does not want to say um, that it's hurting them, right? Or it's too much and they continue struggling and putting through this. Um, and that is, again, goes against the consent of the person who is leading the game. And so th there's so much that could be that could go wrong. And that is why this culture is so misunderstood, because people don't abide by the rules. People don't set the rules um, to create the safe environment for the game to happen. Right. And another thing that I've learned from the whole uh, experiences, there is also an aftercare um, immediately following the game. So, and the aftercare is something that you also discuss before the game, right? Aftercare could be cuddling for an hour. There's always, you know, they say you always got to have water with you. Um, aftercare could be just talking it out and sitting next to each other. So whatever your version of aftercare is, it has to be part of the process no matter what. Before a conversation, before the game to set the rules and boundaries and and um, what would be the symbolic, like what would be the symbol to stop the game, the game itself, and then the aftercare. So there are three parts to the process, right? The whipping itself, and that was big part of uh, what I've experienced myself. I haven't experienced on myself because I, I was not in a role of a sub, nor did I want to experience that. I personally don't enjoy pain. So that is something that I was not, um, I didn't want to experience. However, what I observed is that there is a very technical element to it as well. So if you are whipped, and there are different types of whips, and you have to, you, 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 each one is being used differently. There is a technique for each one, right? Some sting a lot and some don't, right? And so what I've learned is that there's different techniques for different types of whips. And it's not just whipping. There's a very steady rhythm that they're going um, while they're playing a game right so um that is the part that is so those three pillars those three pillars um if they're not being correctly used or if they are not being correctly uh implemented is what um gives this whole bdsm practice uh a bad rap and sorry somebody was calling me <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, it's very, very important to abide by the rules and really set the rules and boundaries in place for sure. Uh, I will tell you that my a lot of my perceptions of the whole culture has changed. The idea has changed. The certain things that I've witnessed, I did not expect. Um, for I've also went to see there's a public dungeon, which we don't have here in Virginia or North Carolina, but in LA, there are actually public dungeons and you literally go inside, you bring your bag of toys and you bring your submissive in and you can play um, on different equipment and sets and, and there are crosses and benches and tables and chairs and, and cages and so they have these different areas set up for all sorts of play 
that you can indulge in, right? And so you pick your spot that you want to play on and you take your sub or you meet one at the dungeon itself and you basically set your rules and you take and you go and you play, right? And and everyone brings their own whips and chains and paddles and uh, certain things I've experienced. So that... <laughs> at the dungeon uh there was it was not a sex club so they could not have sex and they're actually watch people that are walking around making sure everything oh, oh and they were they're enforcing those masks too they're like you ha you don't have your mask on put that on over your nose you know they were pretty strict about that and if there is an, a, a situation where you know somebody is getting uh super <laughs> into the game and enticed and hard and erected right um there's no penetration allowed so they would actually stand over you and tell you no penetration right so um it's purely for submissive and dominant game, right? For bondage, uh, for ropes, right? So um, they're very, very strict at that particular club. And again, each one's each each club would be different, but that was um, actually very interesting to observe that everyone is playing their own little game in their own little corner, and um, and um, me in, in specifically I'm the observer, and I would walk from room to room just seeing how they are playing and observing what's happening, right? And for the majority of it, it was basically a person being tied to a bench or to a wall or to whatever prop that is and um, they're being um, used whips on right and um, there there was this one I was I don't even know if he's guy or girl because he, it, it was definitely a he but um, he was wearing a wig uh, of different colors each time and so he told me that he wanted to be walked on right? So there are all these people who have their own little kinks that they can indulge in um, during the process, right? Uh, let's see. One biggest um, shocker uh, for me was walking for the, on the first day. Like, imagine me coming to a dungeon for the very first time, walking into a room, seeing a naked guy all curled up in a ball, all tied up in a restraints, and there are five girls literally kicking him in the balls. Wow, that was that was hard for me to watch, but he actually, uh, knowing that he actually enjoyed that, and that is exactly what he asked for, um, definitely uh, gave me a completely different perspective on how different of desires of different people, right? What they want, what 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 they want out of this, right? So so, but for me in the beginning, that was a shocker. That was like the biggest shocker for me. Um, moving on throughout throughout the process, I have realized that you know, no big deal, <laughs> right? Because I've witnessed that so many times, and everyone has their own style of the way they play the games. It was definitely very interesting to observe right um so on the day two um we are walk we are sitting getting coffee in the morning right and there's this guy walking by us and he goes you know i hear for the convention so the conversation started and by the end of the conversation he asked us 
to um, get him in on a game and he wanted to be a slave right so we were like okay cool um so we started the game and we started playing um i i was i had his phone number so i was the one um basically telling him what to do so i told him to uh paint like find the black nail polish and paint paint like his middle finger black uh like he needed to complete a certain uh number of steps um certain number of steps uh, for, you know, to play in the game, right? And then uh, I also had him, like, put the toothpaste on his hand and uh, put a handprint on his chest, symbolizing that he's now initiated himself into being our slave, right? Oh, my slave at this point. Um, And so in the evening, when we actually went to the dungeon, he I had him on a leash and he massaged my feet. Right. So um, and by the end of the evening, so I'm kind of like tired uh, walking around and I see this room of girls that are playing with their slaves. And so there is one slave. Uh, By the way, uh, when I say slaves, like that is another takeaway for me um, was that uh, it's not a derogatory term. It's not a derogatory term. It's 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 within the game. They're performing the service for the woman, the goddess, the mistress, whoever that is, to serve the feminine, whatever that might look like. And each one is different, right? And so we're walking, I'm walking into the room and there's like game going on. And it's really fun to observe because there is a slave fanning every girl in in a room. That's his task, right? Uh, Another one is is wearing a pig (laughs) nose. piglet nose that was hilarious to observe holding this little um it's like a um, paddle whip it's I don't, I don't even know what it what it what it was but it was it had like a little heart so he would stand there and hold as if like he's some kind of uh pillar of I don't know what. So it was, and, and so there, there was an experienced woman who was leading the game and she would tell them what to do and how to do it. And, and where. then the twerking contest started. I mean, the whole, it's fun to observe. It's like bizarre to not know. Uh, like if you are an outsider and you walk into this, like for me in the first on the first day, that that's how it was. I was like expected to see some stuff, but I had no idea. So I would walk into um, the playroom and I would realize what's happening. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> I didn't know that was going on. This is like really, really bizarre to like really observe. But by day three, I've used. I've got used to what I was seeing. I was seeing all sorts of male genitalia being humiliated, degraded, put in cages, pulled on, like, uh, almost, it's very painful to observe. But if you, like, if you don't, if you're not there, you will take that out of context and you would have no idea what's going on. That's why it's so important to really be in the moment, be there to understand that it's actually part of the game. And so what I've realized, you know how in the childhood we used to play pretend games, right? We pretended to be pop singers and sailors and princesses and whatnot, right? We had our fantasy play. So that is just the adult version of the game. 
And there is nothing wrong with it. It has sexual kinky elements to it, but it's just the adult version of the same freaking games we played in the childhood, right? And that is how you set the fantasy element, and you don't have to take it to the extreme levels, and you don't have to um, experience pain or give pain to someone. You can play by your own rules, by your own levels. Like, there are levels to the game itself, and there are certain protocols as well. Um, you, you know, there, there are three pillars that you abide by. It's not just, I do whatever I want, however I want. No, you, you set the boundaries. You have the conversation. You have the game within those boundaries. If there, it's crossing the line, or if it's too much, then you signal to the other person. And then aftercare afterwards is so important. There are three pillars that you have to go through, uh, you know, and, and, and the King community is really, really uh, big on enforcing the consent and, and the, the three pillars. So it's not I invent whatever I want to invent, right? So there's technique to whipping. There is, there is just so many different elements that I had no ideas and no vice. I had no idea that... Uh, you know, certain rules existed for that kind of stuff. And that was fascinating. Like, I'm literally a different person after this. Like, what I've seen, what I've experienced, what I've witnessed, um, I'm completely a new person. Um, I have respect for the culture itself, right? And unfortunately, a lot of people don't play within the uh, protocol. And that is why it's getting a bad rep. Um, around, um, you know, outside the community. But if you are part of the community, you are playing by the rules and you are abiding by the pillars and you are abiding by the protocols, right? You absolutely doing everything within um, the level of consent that uh, you're given, right? So there's so much that I've learned, um, I've experienced, and I've realized how much I didn't know, how much I used to judge, how much I um, had uh, not respect uh, that kind of community. And now I have a lot of respect, a lot of understanding, a lot of psychological understanding why certain people do that, why they want to be certain, why they want to play certain roles, why a slave want to be a slave, right? Or why a dom wants to be a dom. I have a lot of that understanding. And with that, I, I am almost a new person. And I, I used to judge them and, you know, people who would uh, play. I have, like, that's erased. I have so much respect. I have so much understanding of the culture. I have, uh, it's just, you have to be there to really witness, to really understand what goes into the game, right? And and you have to, if you, if you have an opportunity and if you are into, uh, you know, stuff like that, bondage, submission, dominance, uh, restraints, uh, ropes, um, that is definitely something you should totally see for yourself because it will open up new doors and new understanding and new world for you, right? Um, you will um, start seeing things differently and you will start respecting the culture, right? And yeah, so <laughs> it's it's been it's been something unexpected but it has left me a different person, right? It has left me a different person and I really now 
no why how where and why they're doing that right like it's 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 given me a lot that I didn't expect to take out of it, right? It's just the whole understanding, right? I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you mentorship. Like I'm a mentor for uh, the six month program on creating fantasy element in your life, right? Well, here it is, right? I've experienced a different kind of fantasy element, but it's part of the big picture. It's part of the big picture and, you know, whether you, you want to be kinky or whether, whether you want to stay, um, you know, in your norm within what, what we consider the norm, you know, you have a choice. But to me, it's the same game we used to play when we were little kids, right? We embody different roles and that is exactly what it is. And it, it is exactly you have to see it for a play. I thought, oh, they're just twisted in the real life like that. It's not like that. It's just a game. It's just a game only within the boundaries of the game itself, right? And it's so funny to observe that, to watch little dogs jumping, pretending to be dogs. Um, it's bizarre. To It might sound bizarre because you are not there. But when you're there, you actually enjoy doing that and watching that. It's very entertaining and it's really yeah, letting loose out of that normal society that, that is telling us to do things a certain way and to be a certain way and to, um, to abide by certain rules. And, and you know, it's so hard um, to really be within those rules because um, we never left being kids, right? There's still... All of that in us. So, um, I'm not seeing any questions, you ladies. I'm not seeing any questions. So, if you do, um, you can send, um, you can uh, put put them in, in comments below. However, I am about to wrap up. Thank you so much for tuning in. And it was a pleasure talking with you. And I will see you later. Since we don't have questions, I'm going to let you go. And I will be back with a new subject. And maybe um, at that time, I will tell you more about it. five-star review and to learn more how we can work together go to the website lovegoddess.com that is love goddess with one d and three s at the end.com to learn how we can work together to make changes in your very own life